Well, I'm in over my head, no one told me. Trying to keep my footprint small was harder than I thought it could be. I'm in over my head, what do I really need? Trying to save the planet, oh, will someone please save me? Trying to save the planet, oh, will someone please save me? Welcome to In Over My Head. I'm Michael Bartz. So over the summer, I've been reaching out to potential guests for the upcoming season, and a lot of them have been on holidays, and it's slow production. In the meantime, I thought I'd share this special conversation with you. It ties in my talks on money and what's to come. I hope you enjoy it. My guest today is Ravi Shankar Tradavedi. Ravi is the co-founder and director of research of Digital Planet an interdisciplinary research platform dedicated to measuring the impact of digital innovations on the world and providing actionable insights. He has written several widely cited and influential articles in business and international affairs publications and advised governments and companies around the world on the digital transformation. Tradovetti has provided commentary to the media on issues such as digital competitiveness of nations, digital financial inclusion, and digital innovations and transformation. He has extensive experience in emerging markets, strategy and business management, and the payments industry. Welcome to In Over My Head, Ravi. Thank you for having me here today, Michael. It's such a great pleasure to be here. So with my conversations about money, one thing I wasn't able to squeeze in was the carbon footprint of money itself, whether this was paper or digital transactions or cryptocurrency. You supervise the research paper titled How Green is a Greenback, so I think you're the perfect person to educate me on this topic. Let's start with cold, hard cash. This has an environmental impact because resources like water and electricity are used for manufacturing, and then there's the transportation, storage, and even cleaning of our money. So generally, what is the carbon footprint of cash? That's such a terrific question. Our team of analysts here at Digital Planet, we looked at this very question in the paper that we published titled, How Green is the Greenback, where we compared the environmental costs of cash with that of crypto assets. Our approach for this was we looked at a life cycle view. What does that mean? We looked at three stages, the production stage, the operations and usage stage, and the end of life. So if you were to kind of think of all those three and add them all up, that gives you a bit of a sense of an end-to-end, if you will, uh, cost imposed by any of these instruments on the environment. So that was the approach that we took. Well, the United States has an aggregate of about 50 billion notes in circulation. In 2020 alone, the United States printed about 5 billion new cash notes. And the cost for each of these stages taken together for cash is about $2.2 per paper note. And if you were to break this down, it turns out that between production, operations, and end of life, operations is about 98% of the cost. And then what does the cost of operation entail? It is moving money around. So think about money once printed, once created, moving from the mint to the banks, from the banks to the ATMs, from the ATMs to the merchants, to the consumers, between the merchants and consumers, between the consumers and consumers, and the cycle goes on and on. That is the, uh, shall we say, the highest cost to the environment of cash. And so if in the moving around and storage and transactions of our money is where the biggest environmental impact comes from, how long is the average, let's say, U.S. bill in circulation for? So an average U.S. bill is in circulation for about eight and a half years. The U.S. dollar is also the reserve currency of the world, which means that at any given point in time, there is a lot of U.S. dollar bills circulating worldwide. 
Yeah, so that makes me think about our money here. I'm in Canada, and if we think about Europe, for example, our paper money has a lot of plastic in it, and I would assume that it also increases the durability. Would that help with the environmental impact of our cash? In a sense, yes. So if we were to compare the production and the materials that go into producing these bills, the U.S. dollar primarily is made of cotton, whereas the Canadian dollar, the British pound, and the euro bills have a mix of polymer and cotton, which what it does is it extends the life. However, comma, it's a bit like whack-a-mole in the sense that in the operation stage, it extends the life of the bill and it's in circulation longer. And as our research shows, 97% of the costs are really in operations. That's a very good point. And with things going to tap and touchless transactions, I obviously think of credit cards or debit cards. What sort of impact do those have on the environment? That's a very good question. And that is an area that needs more research. As we said in our paper, no mode of transaction is costless, environmentally speaking. The pandemic has done much to advance contactless transactions and payment card-based transactions and so on and so forth, and mobile-based payments. But fact remains that cash is still king. Cash remains the major form of payment in spite of all the advances that payment card-based and or digital wallet-based transactions have made. Uh, there is definitely a need to study the environmental footprint of uh, these digital payments as well. Consider, for example, a coffee you buy at Starbucks. There are, at minimum, digital records in five places, in your email or on your mobile phone, if you use an app, at the merchant, the merchant's bank, your bank, and the payment network that has intermediated this transaction. So there are digital records being stored on the cloud in at least five places. And all of this storage of our receipts and transaction records is not costless. All of this is using up space on the cloud, which isn't exactly costless, environmentally speaking. There's a need to study this at an ecosystem level and find ways to reduce these environmental externalities. Yeah, absolutely. I think because obviously people have to purchase things in their daily life and whether they do it with cash or with a credit card, it's going to happen. So even though there is that digital accounting, I still wonder if that is better than me handing you a piece of paper that's in circulation for eight years. Well, there aren't easy answers, right? The approach that we've taken, at least in trying to compare the environmental footprint of cash paper money with that of crypto assets, is our method does a like-to-like. So we looked at the life cycle assessment, which is production, operations, usage, and end of life. So there is a similar approach that one can take in studying the environmental footprint of digital payments, mainstream digital payments, shall we say. It is possible. It is just that we haven't done that yet. And there is a way to get to a like-for-like comparison. You touched on cryptocurrencies or assets, as you call them, and that's something that's often in the news because from what I've read, it has a huge environmental impact because of the storage portion and how much energy that costs. So let's talk a bit about crypto and its environmental impact. Absolutely. It's a personal bugbear that for any instrument to be called a currency, it needs to satisfy three properties. It needs to be a store of value, a unit of account and a medium of exchange. Now, crypto can at best be described as stores of speculative value. They aren't yet a viable unit of account or a viable medium of exchange. Not to say that they can never be, but they definitely aren't yet. So I hesitate to call them currencies. I think it is better to think of them as crypto assets to avoid any kind of confusion. So 
knowing that a US banknote costs about $2.20 to the environment is more useful when you compare it with other sources of value. So in this case, crypto. And crypto makes for a relevant comparison because of its increasing appeal among investors. So according to our analysis, on a per Bitcoin basis, mining, which is production and transactions, are estimated to cost about $70 in CO2 released annually. Now, a single Bitcoin transaction uses roughly about 707.6 kilowatt hours of electrical energy, which is equivalent to the power consumed by an average U.S. household about 24 days, according to DigiEconomist. And Bitcoin's annual transactions at current rates, the average Bitcoin is transacted at about five and a half times a year. Now, the reason is it is fairly clumsy. It's time-taking. It is not friction-free in the same way that your contactless card-based payments are. It's fairly effortful, and it takes a lot of, shall we say, tenacity on the on the part of the user to transact, never mind the changing value by the second. So a Bitcoin's annual transactions, if you were to just look at transaction costs today in mind, at current rates, which is about you know five and a half times per year, equal to about $27.10 of carbon, uh, carbon dioxide produced uh, annually. So in several ways where crypto assets are environmentally questionable still is both at the production stage and in the transaction stage. Yeah, and, and what you're talking about there, it seems like where with cash or other various transactions we do day to day, it's very frequent. We do multiple ones a day. And from what you said about crypto, it's as an asset, it's more like an investment and it sounds like it's not being transacted as much. So overall, does it have a, a higher environmental impact than our other daily transactions? So again, depends on how you look at it. At an aggregate level, given that there are, at least in the U.S. context, about 50 billion pieces of paper in circulation, the aggregate cost, life cycle cost to the environment is roughly $13 billion on an annual basis. Whereas Bitcoin, given its current size, it is roughly about $1.3 billion. Obviously, because there's more cash in circulation, but its environmental cost per bill is about $2.20. It's a lot of bills in circulation times a smallish cost gives you a larger number. Whereas when you look at Bitcoin, while the aggregate number looks small, the per unit costs are extremely unviable. So it depends on how you look at it. Provenance of cash would like to show the unit cost to the environment, whereas provenance of Bitcoin would like to show the aggregate cost to make their cases look good. So I guess if we move away from cash and more to those digital payments and maybe crypto in the future, would that increase the environmental impact or is it about making the actual cryptocurrencies, let's say net zero with renewable energy or things like that? Well, possibly crypto for it to be deemed environmentally viable or at least to be on par with the dominant manifestations of you know, instruments of money as we know them. Crypto has to work both on reducing production costs and the transaction and operational costs on a per transaction basis. You know, if you were to just think of the production costs and the operational costs, the operational costs are lower than the production costs. However, I think when people ask that question, we need to rethink the question. Of all the things that we desperately need renewable energy for, to me, the real question is whether this is energy spent, uh, well spent. And that's a question of priorities. I personally don't think it is. There are several other areas that need renewable forms of energy, things that we can't live without. No, that's, that's a good point about priorities and tackling the things that are the most effective. And along those lines, this show is about empowering citizens to take action on the climate crisis. 
And when it comes to our money, what can people do to have an impact and lower their environmental footprint? And that's a, such a terrible question. And unfortunately, what tends to happen is the decisions of what to do to preserve the environment get trickled down to consumers a lot more. I mean, we spend more time sorting our trash, whereas the biggest polluters are not doing their fair part. And consumers end up, given the fact that we all have a conscience, we end up bearing the burdens, if you will. Being mindful of the environmental footprint of our consumption and the way we pay for our consumption is always a good thing. And this is commendable. The major payment networks, MasterCard and Visa, have carbon calculator initiatives that empower and enable conscientious consumers to track their footprints. So as the saying goes, you can't improve what you don't measure. So in some sense, measuring, tracking one's own consumption footprint can help consumers be aware of it. There are carbon calculator initiatives and there are several other tools out there. And just being aware of the fact that there are costs, that no payment instrument is costless to the environment and demanding better of the purveyors of said payment instruments, their banks, their merchants, their payment networks, ask them to do more, ask them to do better. I think that is how we can probably get to a better place. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. I think that's some good advice. So this has been a very rich conversation, Ravi. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Well, that was my talk with Ravi. I found it so interesting that when it comes to our cash, the circulation portion actually has the biggest environmental impact. That was new to me. And whether it's cash or digital transactions, it sounds like it's about asking more of the people responsible. That's how we're going to make the biggest change. Well, that's all for me. I'm Michael Bartz. Here's to feeling a little less in over our heads when it comes to saving the planet. We'll see you again soon. In Over My Head was produced and hosted by Michael Bartz. Original theme song by Gabriel Thing. If you would like to get in touch with us, email info at inovermyheadpodcast.com. Special thanks to Tell a Story High for making this show possible. I'm trying to save the planet. Oh, will someone please save me?